What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We have our very first preview of USAPL Mega Nats, and we had Solana Lewis on helping Steve and I on doing this preview. She is going to be here with us for all of our previews from Mega Nats and also IPF Worlds and maybe every other preview show we do. We do a lot of them. Uh, terrific help. We love having Solana on. Provides great insight. Really good at what she does. And for this episode, we're going to talk about the layout and what we're going to do at preview shows, but there's a ton of weight classes. So this episode is going to be female weight classes from junior prime time up to the 60 kilo weight class. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have 67 and a half kilos to the 100 plus kilos for females. And then next week, we'll do men's awesome episode. We love doing these preview shows. It gets us excited. It should get you excited as well. USAPL Mega Nats. Nats is one of the most anticipated meets of the year, and we are going to help you get to that point. We are sitting at four weeks out, so enjoy the podcast. Remember to subscribe. Leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review as well. Subscribe to both. Follow on Spotify. Follow on Apple Podcasts. And without further ado, here... It is two white lights. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. On the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank the love, he's on the score. Rain on the college ass, this don't come. But you didn't even touch my skill. You got the other one, kill a And as promised, we are here to give you a preview of. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but. USAPL Mega Nationals is going to be happening, I think, in what? When this episode drops three weeks, Steve Denovi? No, I think we still got, we got four weeks out. We got four weeks. Oh, thank but God. But yeah, I don't know if I would have known until about a week ago based off of the USAPL page that, that Mega Nationals is coming up. But fortunately, they've done a little better. Hopefully mm-hmm. that keeps up. But hype is good. Hype is good. We'll see if we can create any. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, usually these preview episodes do well, and there's a lot to preview. You're going to go into the breakdown of how we're going to do this, but in order to help us with these preview shows, because we need a lot of help this year, we have unofficial but official co-host from here on forward of our preview shows, Miss Solana Lewis. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I thought y'all could use a feminine touch to these preview shows, so I'm looking forward to uh, that's that's a that's a popular one. Apparently, we've always needed that. <laughs> but um, I mean, it, it okay. A feminine touch is good. Of course, you have a better information on these lifters, but also you are good at doing this. Like it does that does play a part. If we were just saying hey, any female power lifter come on do a preview show, that might not be the best thing. But Solano, you've done preview shows before. You're very good. You study. Your lifters, you know the lifters, and also you're going to be not only for females, but men, IPF worlds, and hell, we need a preview show that you're going to be a part of a meet or want to do it, we'll probably give you a call and see for free, because the more helping hands, the better. Word. I'm excited. Yeah. 
the thing I'm excited about is we got two data nerds versus Angelo now. So yeah. we're going to take him over. I saw um, um, data or analytics versus emotion. The analytics are going to start winning out. Yeah, I think even with I was going through them, like I might just make predictions based on what I feel like is going to happen. Like have no, like I see the projected totals <laughs> and all that, and I'm like, I just based on my experience with other lifters, this is why I think this person's not going to do well. Yeah, if, so. if you all can see what we're looking at, we've got this Excel spreadsheet with me and Solana both having detailed notes on everyone, and we just asked Angelo, and he pulled out a notepad, and we're like, "Do you have any notes?" He's like, "Oh no, this is just to record like where we are in the episode, so I can edit it." Yeah, he, he, he I, I did. You have an uncanny ability, though, to remember random Instagram videos from lifters from, like, two months ago. Or, yeah, or what they said on a story about how training's going or what they were doing. Like, I I have a thing where I see a lifter. I'm like, I don't think that lifter really likes powerlifting anymore. I don't think they're dedicated anymore, and I don't give a shit about what their projected numbers are. If you don't want to powerlift anymore, you're not going to be good at a powerlifting meet. Or if your heart's not completely into your training, you're not going to do well when all these other lifters are going for a national championship at one of the most, and some years the most, competitive meet of the year. So, yeah, and. I do well on these pre. I do well on these predictions. Though. Oh, you do I well. Gotta, no, gotta, it's, gotta, it, I'm <laughs> complimenting the fact that you somehow remember very obscure stories from like two and a half months ago that was posted at 11 p.m. on so and so's lifters. Yeah, you, you got it. But yeah, getting out, let's get into it because we got a lot. We got yeah. a lot. So I'm going to first describe what you can expect over the next four weeks because um, we are doing this early. Um, I fully expect all three of us to eat our words in some manner because we're doing this way too early in yeah. a sense before people actually post their main list because we kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not know, Nationals and IPF Worlds are the same week. So we're four weeks out from both. We're trying to get preview shows for both. So we're having to start pretty early. So um, honestly, not, not because Nationals is better than IPF Worlds or vice versa or anything, uh, Nationals is take, is going to be longer episodes and taking longer because we have more weight classes now. Yeah. And we have the junior primetime session. So in sense, we have anywhere between 11 to 12 like classes to cover for men and women. Um, and we're actually going to be breaking these USAPL ones up into two episodes. So we're going to talk about kind of this episode, what's going to be on this one in just a second here. Uh, but this is going to be a two-parter. Our men's one is going to be a two-parter. And then we'll see for IPF Worlds. I think we likely can probably just split that into men and women Um one part for each. Um, but we're going to try and release women this week for USAPL Raw Nats, men next week, the week after that, women IPF Worlds, week after that, men IPF Worlds. So that's what you can kind of expect here. Um, a couple updates, really the only main update for Raw Nationals um, to give a little uh, uh, insight into a little controversy. Um, if anyone watched the uh, re- primetime reveal, um, the, the big story coming out of that was why was David Chan not in prime time? And in reality, something I actually missed because I, I, I kind of saw it, but I missed it. I didn't, I, it didn't hit me as much. Um, the exact same thing happened to Lauren Harriman on the women's side in the 60 kilo class, the, or 56 kilo, exact same thing. Um, I got word. The reasoning for that is because they had primetime spots, whatever it was. And there's natural breaks. So like for, I'm using the 82 and a half kilo men and the 56 and a half kilo women. Uh, for the 82 and a half kilo men, only four people were supposed to get in. For the 56 kilo women, I think only three people were supposed to get in. But they had an additional stipulation that of all the pro athletes who did not get into primetime, 
the top two based on dots also got a spot. It just so happened that the top two men, regardless of weight class, it could have been any weight class, the top two were both in the 82s, Michael C. and Jimmy Villanueva. And then on the women's side, could have been any class, but the top two just somehow both ended up being in the 56s with Christina Paraki and uh, Mariah Bolden. So that was just completely by coincidence. That's why David and Laura, Lauren didn't get a spot, unfortunately. But yeah, just a quick update there. And then go ahead, Angelo. I was going to say uh, the big thing for me, because I, I think the David Chan one, I, I still think there's arguments to be made that he could be, in, I mean, he should be in prime time, but I mean, I think we aired all on Twitch. It was a 75 kilo weight class. That's got to be changed because Nico yeah. Flores. Well, they, they bad, did change it. I forgot it? to mention that Nico. Okay, yeah. Nico's no longer in prime time. Okay, so, but did the other lifter get in? So no, it's just, because so, the, natu- okay. the, the natural break was still there. That was okay. the reason they didn't have anyone right. hop in because they wouldn't have had the other lifter in no matter what because there was already in since the natural break where they were I think like seven and a half kilos under and so like that was that was more of a gap than they felt was. Uh, that's where they wanted to make the cutoff. Okay. Well, I talked to Dion about it, and he, you know he's he's a great guy, very good lifter too. I think under the radar in the seventy fives, but he was you know he was like hey, you know at the same time like I like I'm not on it. It's like at the same time I don't really care that much because I don't feel like you know that total really holds up with everyone else. And I'm like, well, the person who surpassed you had a six ninety total, so. I'm like, I think you should care just a little bit. I think it should be changed. Um, and it is. And then, but I did put that, I did th- throw that in there. I'm like, if they take Nico out, I don't think that that automatically gets people in. And he's like, okay, that's fine. It's just, it's better to, for the legitimacy of things to not have a person who is, I think, seventh ranked jumping all the other people. Oh, lower than that. I think he was, I think he was, I think he was like 11th or 12th. Yeah. So that's, that's good that they cleared that up. And I, I'm not, I'm not too irked that they didn't replace the spot, but that was, I think, looking back on that was the biggest problem because it was just someone I don't think deserving at all getting into the primetime spot. Yeah, that was just kind of a clerical error. But all right, so this episode, give you a little breakdown of what you can expect. Um, We're going to be covering the junior primetime session. If you didn't know, there's a special uh, session for juniors who qualified um, uh, through collegiate uh, junior, teen, or high school nationals. Um, and then we're going to be covering the 48 to 60 kilo women. In part two, we're going to do the 67 and a half kilo women all the way up and then talk about the best overall lifter. So that's kind of the, the breakdown you all can kind of expect here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. All right. So you're ready to get right into it? Yeah. Let's start with the, with the whole new primetime, the whole new thing that's going to be added to Nationals, junior primetime. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I really like the idea. On the women's side, we didn't have very many people sign up. When we get to the men's, we had enough on the men's that it could be one of the best sessions of the entire week. The women's, though, head-to-head, though, we got Emily Cooker versus Adriana Davis. And head-to-head, that's still an awesome matchup. Yeah. Um, Emily was a big breakout star of collegiate nationals. I think we, we named her biggest breakout of collegiate nationals. Mm-hmm. Adriana Davis, I believe she was the weight class winner. Um, uh, both extremely, uh, good lifters and they're going head to head and they're pretty close. And the thing is here, this is all off of dots. Um, Emily's coming in with a 470.01 dots and Adriana's coming in with a 464 and a caveat here. Now, 
the whole point of doing this, I mean, you can, you win it. Cool. But if you win it, you get your pro card. If you get a 475 dots, Mm-hmm. They're both right on the edge there. So they're not only battling their each other, they're also battling to make sure they get that 475 dots. And that's going to be very interesting. They also both competed pretty recently. Um, so that's kind of an interesting caveat there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um that is going to be something that I am going to have special interest in because if you could just imagine the situation of these two going at it junior prime time and the raw motion of that final deadlift and getting them either into the 475 dots or the, or just pulling into placing for that pro card. There's going to be a lot of emotion there. Uh, Emily Cooker and Adriana Davis have been, I think, it's a similar experience for a lot of lifters. You start out in powerlifting, you're decent, you're good, then you get better, and that moment of getting better is incredibly exciting. It's it's something that you look forward to, and then you start to build more of a passion for it. It becomes more of your life. That is definitely happening with Emily Cook and Adriana Davis. I'm following them. I'm watching what they're doing. I could tell they're starting to just desire to be in the top spot within their weight classes and continue to get better in the sport, and this is going to be like their best first test of that. Big stage, Las Vegas, primetime, Head-to-head battle, going to have to pull for the win, going to have to be smart about attempt selections. Emily Cooker's got, I think, Sean Oriega in her corner, Adriana Davis. I forget who her coach is, but um, they're, I mean, but they're into it. They're passionate. They're looking to find placing here. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And probably the predictions are going to be pretty quick because, one, they just competed – Two months ago, less than two months ago. Two, uh, as we will probably say many times during this podcast, some people don't post as much as others. Uh, like Angelo, he posts every lift he's ever done, whether it's uh, RPE one set of deadlifts or it's a new PR. You have to see everything he's ever done in his life. Yep. Um, not everyone does that, nor even has an Instagram account. Um, Emily and Adriana. Both have a couple posts, but honestly, it's not anything that I probably could take away to be able to kind of give predictions of like exactly what they're going to do um, it, outside of knowing what they did at Collegiates. If I'm looking at Emily at Collegiates, I felt like her squat had a little bit left in the tank. She didn't really go full out there. I feel like she had another two and a half kilos, so I think I'm pretty I'm pretty open to be able to say she can add to that. Bench, that was pretty much that was a that was a third attempt, keeping it there. Deadlift though, um, she was in that battle with Laisha. Um, and she was trying to put something on the bar that she felt was going to challenge Laisha or Laisha. I'm going to say it wrong every single time. Yes, you are. Um, Laisha. Yep. Laisha. Okay. Um, she had, I think she put, she jumped seven and a half kilos. Um, even her, I would have probably said she had another two and a half to five, but she jumped seven and a half. I'm sure that was to put some type of pressure on, on Laisha. Um, but, uh, even with that being said, Everything she said, even though her posts don't really show any type of PRs or anything that I could like notate that like I, there's a there's some type of big lift coming. I, I think I can get, I think I could reasonably assume that she could have another five kilos on her deadlift. So that puts her at ten sixteen four seventy seven dots, which is big. Again, you got to get the four seventy five. Um, for Adriana, again, same thing. I haven't really seen anything other than the fact that she was injured going into, uh, collegiate national. She, I believe she had a glute injury. Um, pretty much all three of her lifts were pretty much 
third attempts. I didn't really feel like I had too much uh, above that that she could have hit. But I did see on a post back in April that she is finally pain-free. So we could see a little bit more. I, I do believe that maybe we could see a little bit more on squat, uh, bench, and deadlift, maybe predict another two and a half kilos. The only issue there, I have her coming in about six dots points behind at 471 if I'm calculating off of that. And the big thing there is not only would that not be Emily if that is the case, it wouldn't even qualify for a pro even if Emily wasn't hitting the numbers that we expect. So it would probably put if, – if I'm right on predictions, again, Adriana, we, we don't know completely what you're able to do because we haven't seen all your training – but it may have to push her a little bit outside her comfort zone to kind of reach for that, um, to be able to get to that 475 DOS score. Because I think that's going to require about another 7.5 to 10 kilos um, over what I have predicted, which is already about 7.5 kilos over what she did at Collegiates. Yeah, I would fully agree with you. Just looking at both their training. Um, but just like you said, Adriana, like, doesn't seem to be dealing with injury anymore. And looking at her training, like, even though I don't get to see a lot of it, she's looking strong. She's looking mm-hmm. strong. So I, I do think she might probably still get second place just because based off dots, I think Emily definitely has more in the tank based off of that collegiate meet. But um, her training is looking really good. Adriana. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of positives for both of them. The big thing for me is the recency of their last meet, both collegiate nationals, really hard to rebound and just make improvements. I, I know that for even – a. 13-week turnaround, I know kind of how difficult it is to make improvements from 13 weeks, um, and this is less than that. So I, I do... Only benefit young lifters. They can, they're, the, those, they're the people that throw out these random surprises and have these crazy meets out of nowhere. But like I said, we we don't have anything on Instagram to show necessarily that we, we can expect that. Yeah, I oh, well, I will say both lifters, the way they lift and the way they approach a sport, are capable of making progress meet to meet. You know, like if it was, I, I mean, I, you're going to hear it later on, potentially with other lifters. Some people, when they compete, I'm like, I think maturity just isn't there with your training, where I'm confident that they can progress meet to meet. Emily and Adriana are collegiate lifters; they're junior lifters, but they're mature lifters. So I think they can take that momentum and turn it into improvement. But it's not so much hitting a number. They're going to be competing with each other on that day. So that's where I'm really going to put all my focus. How do they handle the competition aspect? How do they handle the actual game of it, which is calling the right attempts? And do either. This is something for the junior primetime session as well for the men we'll talk about the either manipulate body weight to try and improve dots. Yeah. Because I, it's a dots based meet. Yeah. I, I would advise against it, but they could do it. I would too. <laughs> I, hate, I, I hate, would too. I hate that. I just dislike it. Um, I don't think they will because I feel like, I feel like uh, men do that. Might be a generalization. What? Do females really manipulate their body weight just for dots or make stupid weight cuts? I mean, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about someone who's doing that, who's very well known. Bookmark it, bookmark it, but I, I actually have a question for Solana when we get, and maybe yourself too, but Solana, when we get there. But I see that a lot with one, people on the untested side, and it's mostly dudes a lot of the time, where they're just like, yeah, I'm going to make a five, like a three and a half, or a three (laughs) kilo weight cut, and be like, that's stupid. 
And it's hard. I, mean, well, I agree there, but you're talking the untested side men. I know. Because they it's tend easy. to do ridiculous weight cuts. I, it's easier for dudes, too, to cut, right? Like, if you're female, well, no, it's, it's hard e- to It's cut. easier for higher, heavier people to cut. And in general, men weigh more. That's, that's, and so they're going to carry more water weight, so they can, in general, just cut a higher percentage. They can cut more because it's the same percentage, but they weigh more. That's just, that's just yeah. why. It's not women can't cut as much. Yeah. Also, we have just more variables. Like, I don't know how much y'all know about water cutting while on your period, but it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And you have to manipulate the entire cut. Yeah. So, that's... like, I manipulate my clients. I've only had, like, a couple do water cut because, like, they're mostly doing local meats. But, like, I've had to change the entire thing because of their cycle. So, mm-hmm. it just makes it more difficult. Yeah. That was the thing I was talking about. I was tiptoeing around it. Because I don't want <laughs> to piss anyone off by um, saying it. Because, it's, but, like, like, I don't know. Untest, untested side, like, women, I've seen women do the dumbest cuts yeah, on Yeah, you are right. Actually, never mind. I'm going to take that back. They make crazy like, fucking decisions all the time on the untested side when it comes to that. But I don't know. I'm just, based on Emily Cooker and Adriana Davis, like, how I've, I've, at least, first impression of them, I feel like they're going to be wise about things. And also, still at this point, I was going to bring up their ages. I'm, I'm not sure exactly their ages. Um, do you know, Steve? Solana? Adriana's 19. And yeah, Adriana, I know, is very young. She's still a teen. I think, I don't know Emily for sure. I can, I because can it matters, because we are talking about okay. junior prime time. How much years? Of Emily's eligibility. nineteen as well. Okay, so boom, oh, there you go. right there. So here's my kind of take on this. I mean, we'll talk about the breakdown of it, and we'll talk about predictions shortly. But they're nineteen years old. They're in this position where they can potentially get their pro cards. It's incredibly exciting. But I just kind of want them to put their best foot forward, get in this competition, try to make some progress. If you don't get it, don't worry. You're nineteen years old. You have collegiates next year you can do you have hopefully this opportunity again there's no guarantees for it but hopefully you get this opportunity again and you can continue to build off this this is not your last meet 19 years old 470 dots both of them or within the range of 470 dots take that and use it they're future pros one day they're gonna get their shine I, I like I just don't want to see a position where they're both five for nine because they're overreaching for things. Like they can go and hit their lifts, and then once come deadlifts, they can worry about that positioning. But at that age, you're really focusing on progress, and a lot of people at that age, they um they sacrifice that progress for placing and for accolades. And it's much easier said than done not to do that. But in this position, there's actually something to do. You get a pro card. You get to win prime time. You you get to do this in front of a bunch of people in Las Vegas. It's it's a cool experience. So, all right, let's pick. All right, um, I'm gonna go first on this one. Okay, I'm gonna go Emily Cooker, and the reason why I'm giving her this win, I trust Sean and whoever handler Sean has for her. I don't know if he'll be handling her directly. Not sure. But I just trust. It's him. not Jared. I know Jaren's coming out, and he's doing a lot to help out. So exactly. That's when, um, if you got the Hawaiian shirt on, you got it in the bank. Yeah, I, if he's got the yeah, if he's got the jeans too. The, the the jeans is what sets the outfit, you know, apart from the rest. But I really just trust her in that situation. Well, I just if it comes down to the numbers game, which based on how close they are, I think it will. I think it'll be it'll come down to the actual aspect of who has the better experience, and I, I think with Team Nori behind her. Uh, Emily, and then Adriana Davis. All right, I'll go next. I, we probably I I don't know if we're gonna have we only got two competitors here, so there's not much uh, yeah. variation. <laughs> I'm going Emily and Adriana. 
Emily first, Adriana second. I mean, I was pretty clear there with my 477 dots for Emily, 471 for Adriana. Um, that's at least where I've got them right now off of predictions. But, yeah, I got Emily taking the pro card. I'm going Adriana first place. Nice. And then Emily Cooker second. Um, like I said, like, no longer injured, and she's young. And also, like, I definitely take into account, like, yes, it's a short turnaround, but, like, I remember I was probably looking at 19 years old. Y'all were not. I was. <laughs> like, I like I was fine after five days. <laughs> like, I wasn't as strong as them, but I was fine way faster than now. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a good chance. Like, no injury, feeling good, train, train's looking pretty strong. Adriana can take it. It'll be hard, yeah. but you can. Yeah, that's a good point right there. Um, yeah, no, don't really see any errors in that, but uh, we'll see. I'm excited to see it. Junior prime times. I get to commentate that, which is going to be nice, nice and fun. All right. And we're going to go on to our other weight classes now. All right. 48 kilo, which this honestly could be one of the best weight classes of the week. I love the lineup. Um, this is deep. The lineup is a spin. This is a very, it's a, yeah, this is a very deep class. Um, now, I think we all thought with uh, some of the split with Heather leaving that we might not have a clear favorite this year, but we kind of do. Um, I, I don't want to say it's in the bag because I definitely can see scenarios where someone else could possibly get first, but the, the favorite end of this definitely has to be Jessica Espanol, which I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure she told us we're saying that wrong. That's how I'm going to say it, unless someone else has better pronunciation. Mm. Um, she came... I don't know. Yeah, she kind of came out of nowhere. She put up a great meet last year um, and then came down to 48 kilos for collegiate nationals, put up a 400 kilo total. And I know from talking to her coach, like they in the grand scheme of things that even though they hit 400 kilos, and I think they went nine for nine. They thought that was going to be easier based off of training. They, they feel like they could have peaked even better. So, I mean, at, at bare minimum, I feel like I can expect that she's going to hit 400 kilos, if not more. And if that's the case, I don't know if anyone else in this class quite has that top end. Um, Jessica probably has to miss some lifts or have an off day to open it up. But that's very possible because people are a lot closer to that 400 kilo mark than last year. Like I believe last year, my client, Dimitri, is competing again. I believe she went 365 or 360 and that was second place. Um, that won't cut it this year. That might be fifth, sixth or seventh this year. Um, but yeah, I got Jessica definitely out in front. Um, she hasn't posted much other than the fact that she's been posting her bench. She hit a 220 bench. Currently, the American record is 90 kilo, or actually she has the American record, 91 kilos, that 201 bench she did. She's done 220 in the gym. I don't know if she can repeat that on the platform because, I mean, there's a lot of factors going in, obviously, with bench press, especially since she's a super high arch bencher. But um, I've got her. I think she can add another two and a half to her squat. I think she can add five to her bench and then two and a half to her deadlift. And that alone right there puts her at 410 kilos. That would beat Heather Connor's American record currently for USAPL. That would be insane if she can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, like I, like you said earlier, I love the lineup. It's stacked. And I think last year we saw a lot of, aside from Heather Connor, we saw some performances that just weren't ideal for a lot of these lifters. I think with it being 48 kilos, though, some of those lifters, and I'm going to point out, uh, Demetria, your clients, and also uh, Katharina, 
I think they're going to benefit with that 48 kilos. Um, I just – and simply yeah. based on what you told me about Demetria, that, that's a big thing for her. And I think with Katharina on her story, like, like, oh, 48 kilos, boom. I don't have to cut that as much. But we just talked about it with cutting water weight. One kilo for a 47-kilo lifter is like two and a half kilos or two kilos for a 105-kilo lifter. Like, that's making the class now 107 versus 100. It, that's a big deal. 101 kilos is a big deal. So, yes, I agree with you. I think Kate Cohen had some issues. I don't I don't know this for a fact, but Kate Cohen was one of those people that had a little underwhelming meet last year. Um, she definitely can benefit from that. Um, yeah, all around that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I, I think I think that will yield better performance. If we could talk about Kate Cohen really quick, she competed in 52 kilos, right, too? And I think – I think that's... No, she came down last yeah, exactly. year. Before, no, she, I think she was 52 no. and then came down to 47. Exactly what year. I mean. So she's competed in 52. I think that's... Again, this this might where we piss off someone. I think that's more of a natural weight class is 52. I think I... Yeah. I believe... But 48 obviously is beneficial. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Just that maybe that was the reason why she's doing 48 now is because it's like boom one kilo um i mean even for even if you go into my weight class like that even just at half a kilo it's like you're looking at it like oh okay like i i was a pretty undersized 83 now at like 185 like now i gotta get down to 181 consistently again so it does make a bit of a difference and a whole kilo is it's 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 going to have a, a big impact um yeah looking through this jessica I mean, that performance spoke for, for for itself. Incredible. She's up there with some of the best 47s and 48 kilos in the world. Um, I think this has to continue that momentum. I think the game plan for her is to hit those lists or she win nationals. I know the allure right now with Heather Connor and Turbo Tiff competing within the same time is there to top them or get within the same total range. If I was Jessica in the situation, walk away with the W at Nationals, do what you need to do to win, and then worry about that because she's going to be in this competition for a long, long time where eventually you could potentially see her head-to-head against Heather and Turbo Tiff. But, you know. Yeah, just just turn 20. She is young. She is She's going to be special. So yeah, and, and, it's, and, and on top of that, it's not like you have this in the bag. Mallory Brown, veteran lifter, awesome lifter, great lifter, Demetrius Thayton, I know has been making a ton of improvements under you. I'm really, I, I'm really confident with her as well. Uh, Tiffany Long is uh, is a fantastic uh, lifter as well. Uh, Leanne Lee, I know she's she's going to get there. I think into the top uh, to the top spots, but it's not like it's not like she is Heather Connor within this weight class, Jessica, where Heather Connor could just miss lifts and be fine. It's not the case. It's a little yeah, well, bit more difficult this year. And also, if Heather Connor was in this weight class, Heather Connor doesn't walk away with it because of how good the other yeah. lifters are, uh, are looking. Yeah. I'm excited about Demetrius training. I know Steve won't talk about it, but... <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, keep... yeah. I, I'm not spilling any beans on any of my people, so I'm going to be silent on predictions. Uh, well, I'm going to give predictions of who I think is going to get what place, but I ain't giving away numbers per usual. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I've seen what she's putting up. Like, she hit an easy 281 squat. That was, like, that looked very easy. And I'm like, okay, I think she can bump up that squat to, like, at least 308. Um, benching, looking really good. Like, I have her doing probably, like, a 219 bench. And then deadlift for her, like, also is going very well. She hit an easy RP7 for, like, 347. So, which is higher than her last meet. So, I'm like, her train's killing it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I, there the fun in this is I think there's a very strong three-way battle for second place. Um, now, some of the other lifters could sneak their way in based on how things go. Anything can always happen, but I think Mallory, Kate, and Demetria are going to have a very strong battle for that second place. Um, if I'm throwing out a number, I think 390 is the magic number. If one of them can go 390, which again, that puts a lot of pressure on Jessica to make sure she hits the lift because that's not 360 like it was last year, 365. 390 means Jessica's got to hit her lift. Um, I think 390 is the magic number. Um, I've got Mallory around 392 and a half. Um, she uh, has just started being coached by CT Winning, Heather's coach. Uh, and seems like things are going well um, with him so far. She just had a really good three. T- it, it was uh, she. She can grind out a squat. It was a three twenty, uh, three hundred twenty pound squat. She can grind out a squat. So even though it looked really hard, I know that's that's about what her squat speed looks like. Um, it benched one sixty, and that's what she did last meet, and definitely looked like she had more in the tank there. Uh, hasn't posted as much deadlifting recently, but I, I really think she could probably add about ten to twelve and a half kilos to her total. Um, Kate just competed like. A month ago um, and had that meet that I think we were kind of expecting from last year because uh, we saw, I, I think I had her second maybe even last year or third. I think I had Demetria second and Kate third. I think um, I, had, I had Kate second. Okay. You had Kate second. The deadlift was um, she was putting, up some, she was putting up some fantastic training numbers and then it just didn't translate to the platform. Um, she put up a 375 kilo total. Um, about a month ago. And looking at her numbers, she's hitting above that in the gym right now. She hit a 385 deadlift single that moved pretty well, which is five five pounds over what she did at that meet. Um, she squatted 275 for three, and she hit 287 at that meet. Now, I, I do think she typically does hit training numbers a little bit more than what she does in the gym, but I have her around like a 380 to 385 kilo total. And then obviously we got Demetria. And I have no idea what she's doing because I've never seen any of her training. Yeah, terrible coach. Just not yeah. even watching your yeah. videos or even tracking your progress at all. Um, you said Mallory's coached by CT now. Yep, mm-hmm. that's good. Hopefully, she doesn't get his her hats by him. Uh, aside from that, that's a fantastic coach <laughs> to have. Um, just, just, just joking. He said he liked my hat at Powerlifting American Nationals. Um, yeah, I this one. I and I, I think. Picking one, two, and three is going to be really difficult because I think you could put a lot of people in different positions here. Um, I I think right now, if, if it wasn't a lifter I was high on as Jessica, because, I mean, clearly you have to be, it would probably be Demetria. Um, and also, I think he did the wise thing, not doing the Arnold and taking that break and, you know, building something into Nationals. Uh I mean, you could say that with uh, – and Mallory, you know, hasn't competed too recently. Yeah, she's been, the last competition was 2021. So, uh, going to have some well-rested lifters. You want to do the predictions now? Yep. Or do we have any more – Well, I'll throw, out a couple, I'll, throw out one, I'll throw out some other little caveats here. Uh, Jessica and Mallory both will be in range for the American record squat. So, we got chips in play there. Mm-hmm. Jessica, Demetria, and Katarina likely will all be in range of the American record bench, so we'll have chips in play there. So that is one thing that very well could happen. Um, so that that adds elements to the table. That I think that's where Demetria and Mallory probably have a little bit of an edge over Kate because they do have possible chips to play there. Um, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, if you don't. I, 
we got, and then I, I'll cover the three kind of mentioned them. Katarina, Tiffany, and Leanne, I think are right there as well. Um, Katarina and Tiffany both being in prime time. I, I look at them as, at least my prediction wise, I've got them about 20 kilos under that second to fourth place battle. Um, we can see one of them kind of, uh, Leanne in particular, she just competed at collegiate nationals. Didn't quite have the meat that she was wanting. Um, she's a huge deadlift. She just deadlifted like 385 in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but she only deadlifted 352 at collegiates and just did not have a good deadlift day. Uh, I know she's actually, I think she actually might be looking at the American record deadlift, uh, if it's even possible. Uh, I think she mentioned in one of her posts. So, um, they're very much, if, if someone slips up, they could sneak in there, but I definitely look at it as Jessica, uh, is the front runner. And then we've got that really, uh, solid three-way battle with Mallory, Kate, and Demetria. Yeah, um, Leanne Lee is a fantastic young lifter. I actually, I thought I would see her on junior prime time, but competing with the open, did she get the invites? Do you know? I don't, I don't know if she did. I don't know if she was in the top 14. Okay, so, um, gonna be uh, in with the open lifters. Um, I know Katharina last year bombed out on bench. That's something I think you can fix. Nationals, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, and Arnold and those big meets, the odds of bombing out are a little bit higher because you set those openers maybe a little higher because you want to get that placing. Um, but also, I I feel a little bit more confident with her uh, performance with that added kilo. And we, I, I won't say anything because this isn't announced, but I will say uh, people who have more technically uh, uh, more technical benches may be happy with an announcement that comes soon. I'll, that's all I'll say. But from what I've what I've heard through the grapevine. What do you mean by more technical benches, though? I just need clarification on that. A higher arch. Oh, they're going to be happy with a rule change? With possible things that I just, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Not a rule I change. I just want to, uh, just okay. Things, just, oh, things that may be announced. Now I know what you're talking about. Because I know the, I, yes. I'm going to talk about this because in the IPF proposed thing is, because I don't know if we give a shit about the IPF, like rule changes anymore, but there might be something. I think they're they're discussing the bench press. Yeah, I saw something on the story. I don't know, but it's, no, it's not the rules. There's there's oh, some okay. possible announcements. Yeah. If they do announce, because USA Peel sometimes doesn't like to make announcements. They um, might, but, also, they might want to announce it. It might just be smart I would. to announce I, it. I would do it ASAP if I were them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, benchers might be a little bit happier this year. Uh, but yeah, let's go. Oh, Angelo, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. I see we all, all the light bulbs went off at I'm once. being real. I'm being, yeah. No, no one's getting what I'm saying. Oh, Every, okay. Now everyone's going to be DMing us asking what in the world is Steve talking about. It's, it's the craziest know. shit ever, guys. Get ready for it. Biggest announcement ever. They're going to, okay. yeah, they're going to take Angelo, the choose the order. Where, where are we going in? All right, let's go Solana. Make first. our picks. Yay. Okay. So Jessica Espinal first for pretty much all the reasons we mentioned. Um, as long as she has a good meet, she should be first place. And then I'm going to give second place to Demetria. I think her training is going extremely well. I think she can definitely push it out. And then third, I'm going with Kate Cohen. It was really a toss-up between her and Mallory, but I'm giving it to Kate. Yep. All right. By like maybe three, or like two and a half kilos. <laughs> I, I think third place you're going to, I think we're a lot of, there. you could play some, you know, Def, different placing with third place, I think, with this weight class. Um, that's where it's going to be, I think, some great situations there for pull for placing. All right, how about you, Steve? Uh, Jessica first. Uh, and then, coming down between Demetria, Kate, and Mallory. Going Demetria second. 
I don't know. That should be no surprise. Yeah. And then Mallory third reasoning behind that. So, uh, Mallory's pretty consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. she competed at Midwest primetime, uh, alongside Angela, which I directed Mallory hits her list. I don't expect her to miss. I'm not saying I expect Kate to miss, but Kate has been a little bit, obviously we saw last year, um, had a little, had some issues. And honestly, I'll even say that for Demetria as her coach. That's one of the big things we've worked on is she's been a little bit inconsistent with hitting her list. Um, she had some issues. We, we thought we had a great day going on at the VA pro. Um, and then we ran into some deadlift issues out of nowhere and she had way more than take on deadlift. We just, we just had some issues with a uh, slight little uh, balance, which we since, uh, been able to definitely improve. So I expect Mallory to be the most consistent of those, but Knowing Demetria, I think she has the highest top end of those three. So therefore, Demetria second, and then I expect Mallory to hit her lifts third. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with Jessica Espino. I believe I am pronouncing it correctly. I could be wrong, but Jessica Espino. Um, I mean, not much more to say on that. I think right now she is building a total that's going to rival the top. top I mean, she's already one of the top three. 70 or 47 and 48 kilo lifters in the world. So I'm going to put her up there. I'm going to go Demetria second. Uh, I think Demetria, I even think just, I remember the Virginia pro had some issues with a lockout on deadlift. I think even with those issues, I think she's building a total right now that I, I could see her go seven for nine, eight for nine and still get into that second place range for a third. I'm going to go with Mallory Brown. Um, I would typically pick Kate in this situation because she does have a big pull. Uh, but I, Mallory Brown, the consistency of it, and she's been at this weight class for such a long time and such a veteran, and she's no stranger to the platform. She's done a whole lot of different meets as well. Uh, I, I trust her in that third place range. Um, Yeah. Uh, that, that'll, those will be my predictions. All righty. Hold on. Do you guys know what a really safe prediction is? What is that? What? Leflar Bros being the best powerlifting merchandise in the sports. And we actually have like, two codes you can use, right? We got two WL15 and also... Solana 15. All right, fantastic. So, guys, girls, go to leftlarbros.com, visit their Instagram page. They will make you look good from head to toe because they got dad caps, they got T-shirts, they got joggers, they got socks. They make you look good on the platform, off the platform as well. Use promo code 2WL15 and also just buy a whole lot of things using that promo code 2WL15 and then also go back on the website and use promo code, is it Solana 15? Yep. All right, use two promo codes. It's the it's the best powerlifting discount code, and also you have a ton of things. Steve, do you have a discount code? I feel left out, and I'm going to message CB <laughs> immediately after this and say we need an ORC15 discount code for Oracle. Um, ju- it'll go straight back to two white lights. It's the same thing, but I want to see who I if I can beat Angelo and Solana. That's all that matters. Like, oh, yeah. Based on who, like who. who we need a competition here, so we need an ORC 15, so I don't yeah. feel left out. Yeah, let's compete for it. Leflar Bros Salesman of the Year. And really, you don't need a whole lot of salesmen to sell Leflar Bros merchandise. It looks fantastic. They keep dropping new things. They're not a, they're not an apparel company that just makes one design and then bails on it. They keep on coming up with new things. Also, 
on we were just talking about it with me and CB's thing. They have like the best coverage of meets too. Leftlore Bros did USAPL a massive favor in getting those highlight videos of all the Leftlore Bros athletes that are all competing at this year's Mega Nationals as well. Is, they're a fantastic company. Support them. Use promo code 2 15 Use Solana15. Hopefully we can get Steve a discount code. And if not, sure. I'll, I'll be biased. Autumn15. Yeah, boom. Autumn Green. There oh, you go. Boom. We got a ton, yeah. So all all the discount codes they can use, and they help the sport. They sponsor meets. They do everything. Left Floor Bros. Make sure you're visiting the website and follow them on Instagram. All right. Let's go through the 52-kilo females. All right. 52 I think we've got a pretty decent favor in this class, and I don't want to call her a breakout meet by any means because Jamie Fisher was already a top three lifter in the 52s for a while now, but she really seemed to put it all together at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe a nine for nine day, maybe if not at least eight. I mean, she, whatever it is, all the things I think she was expecting last year at nationals came together at the Arnold on a big stage. I mean, she did it with national referees on the Grand Prix stage. Freaking killed it, and that really set her up to be the favorite here. Uh, I mean, coming in, she is a 61-pound, uh, has a 61-pound lead based off of nominated totals. But we're going to have some surprises. And the craziest part about this class, and I, I Angelo, I don't know your predictions. Solana, I, I can read yours, and we decently agree to an extent. Um, I actually think two of the people that are going to battle for second and third are not in prime time. And it's not because they were snubbed. It's just simply they have qualifying totals that aren't reflective of the progress they've made recently. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Jamie, I think she's the clear favorite. Um, she hasn't posted a ton that I probably can go off of to notate that she's going to have a lot more over the Arnold. Obviously, she's a pretty veteran lifter, so adding uh, – if she can just match what she did at the Arnold, um, that probably – that right alone would be fantastic, and that probably puts it out of reach, uh, in my opinion. But she benched 284 or 284 for three. It was a bit touch and go though. Um, but she's really positive about it and then hit a 363 deadlift that moved decently well. So it seems training's going well. So I expect nothing less than what she did at the Arnold. I gave her a little bump to, uh, bench. I think she can go another two and a half kilos there. So go another two and a half kilos over she did at the Arnold. That would be fantastic. If she does that, it's going to be really hard to beat her. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think uh, Arnold was the Jamie Fisher we were expecting at Nationals, even though she had a, I believe, it was 500-plus dots at Nationals, correct? I believe so, yes. Um, and, and she, and I mean, and she real, she put on a great show at the Arnold. I would put her number one, um, and I think the momentum that he's using from the Arnold is going to bring her at number one in this weight class. And I agree with you. This weight class might have the breakout performers, and I really wonder – how not being in prime time is going to affect Lin Tran and Ariel Patra because I'm well, we're going to give our predictions. And I think they're going to be pretty different from one another. I got to see Lin Tran at Warcat. She's making tons of progress under Petrie. Um, Houston lifter doing fantastic. Ariel though as well is doing fantastic uh, work with. I, I think she got a new coaching since Virginia Pro. Yep. She's yes. coached by uh, Carly uh, Skrapinski. And I can tell you right Left now. Bash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic coach and has a lot of people, like, in the prime time in those those pro battles as and well. Gonna be one of our, and going to be one of our commentators Hell at yeah. Nationals. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, I know what the effect can be when I'm having a good coach. I think Ariel's next big meet is this one. This is going to be her breakout meet. 
I think she has the potential to be a top 52, and I think this meet will get her into that position. Um, and, God, if you keep on looking at this roster, there's a there's a really, really good lineup here. Now, Solana, I, it was a private account. It looks like you follow her, so you can give us more info. So I didn't have much on the second nominated person, which is Marta. I have, I, I have no information to go off of other than she competed back in February. She's coming in with the second highest nominated total. Um, what do you got on her? Yeah, so first of all, I followed her just for this podcast, by the way, and she just happened to accept this, so I was very happy. Um, but, <laughs> but Marta T, okay, so she squatted 292. It looked good. It, she said it was RP 8.5. I would say it's more like a 9 to 9.5, but it still looked pretty good. She benched two, uh, 208 by 2, and that was like an RP 8. So bench is definitely climbing up a lot because her last meet she hit 209, so she's doubling that now. And her deadlift, she hit 341 for a double. Um, and that moved well. And her last meet, she hit 353. Mm-hmm. So okay. I have her predicted, like, she, well, she could total, like, around 860-ish, 865. Yeah, based off of that, sorry. I just changed two things, and that got me to 872 with her, based off of you let, knowing more about her bench and her deadlift there. So, but that's where I'll bring up, uh, We've got rounding off prime time, Vanessa Furby, Jaslyn Pepper, and Jack and Alcazar. I've honestly got them all super close. Um, all of them seem to be doing really well, especially Vanessa Furby. It looks like uh, she's really hit a really good stride over what she did her last meet. Uh, I got her making a big jump from that um, at the Arnold. I actually think at the Arnold she didn't have her best meet. I think uh, actually I, I, she's done better than that. Uh, yeah, she's hit 843 before, so – I've got them all stacked up around 850 to 860, which would be fantastic. That is very much in the running. If anyone slips up, that could very much be top three. But I'm looking at Lynn Tran. Her last meet, she squatted 298. She just hit a 332 single that looked like a second attempt. Mm -hmm. She benched 165, and she just hit 161 at maybe 7 RPE. Um, And then she hasn't posted – I didn't really see – oh, yeah, deadlifted 354. Her be- like super easy and her best deadlifts 358. I-, I expect her to make a huge jump. I got her going from an 821 total up to 885. Um, and honestly, I thought I was a little conservative there, especially on a squat. Um, I-, I might be able to go even higher there. I-, I just don't know the other factors of going in the meet and whatnot, but I, I think she's going to put up something crazy. And you talked about the prime time thing. There, there's there's downsides and benefits. Yeah. The downside is is you can't directly compete against the person and make attempt selections to be able to like manipulate and and, and pull for the win. But if she goes out and puts up like an eight ninety total, it might force Marta, Vanessa, Jaslyn, Jacqueline to have to reach for something that maybe a little is out of pocket. I honestly think that would set a standard that might force people to have to reach outside of what their comfort zone is. Yeah, I agree with you. And also when you think about prime time, what it is, I think this is my just take on uh, prime time first regular session. I think if an experienced lifter, prime time is beneficial because either you've competed before or you competed at meets similar to prime time. For Lynn and Ariel, they haven't really done. I mean, I, I uh, uh, um, uh, Jamie's done the Grand Prix, so it's that's kind of prime time. Ask you know, four o'clock start time. They might be just better off competing in the regular session. It's a regular day. Yeah, you wake up at a good time. If you're doing a water cut, if you're doing a weight cut, you don't have to 
sit there without food and water all day or whatever people do with the uh, fucking the cut. I like I don't really even know, but I just know that it's easier doing it earlier in the day. That might just put them in a position to hit an awesome PR and they don't really need prime time just yet. Like some people I, I, some people it works as a disadvantage. I actually think for Lynn and Ariel it works as a advantage right now because they uh, I mean Ariel did Virginia Pro, but that I mean that was a noon start time um, a little bit different of a meet, more of a showcase meet. This is um, placing. You can just not even worry about all the bright lights and competing at 6 o'clock at night. You can just go do what you normally do and put it together a really great meet. And, I, and it kind of puts the pressure on the other lifters. So the primetime thing at, at times could be really overrated depending on the lifter. It depends. Also, like, Ariel trains at night, though, mm-hmm. every single evening. Well, so it's, like, it's closer to her training time. <laughs> Well, I'll 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 give you experience on that. I I, I mean, I often train at six o'clock at night. I prefer training at noon. Like if I get if I get the if I get the opportunity to train at noon or something, it's just better for me because we all have lives, we all have jobs that we have to go to, and we're forced to train it. It's not so much you're forced, you're not uh, used to training at night. It's more so competing at a certain time. It's just I a lot of us are I'm. I actually want to see. I I want to know any lifter who prefers competing at six o'clock at night. I think the numbers are very low on that. I think Noriega might be the only guy I talked to. Yeah, Sean, but that's when he trains anyways because he wakes up at eleven a.m. Yeah, he loves talking about that too. Um, he he's actually he actually wakes up early earlier than he used to though. So, but he still he likes prime time. That's so. that's oh yeah. So like that's the only guy I've ever talked to. He's like, yeah, six o'clock start time is good. Everyone else is like, yeah, I'd rather do it like at two two o'clock latest, but. Um, I, I, I would assume that, I think I talked to Lynn about this too. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, at least you get to compete at a normal time. Like you're not competing at six. It's like, oh, okay. There's some positive and negatives to, um, competing at prime time. Yeah. And I'll cover Ariel in just a second. Uh, this is one of those classes where we could get very proven wrong because like, Vanessa, Jaslyn, and Jacqueline. Vanessa's actually posted a little bit, and I've got a little bit of information on her. And honestly, what it kind of confirms is that the strength is there for what she did in a prior meet with the 843. That the, the Arnold was kind of a, a, a one-off thing where it just wasn't a good day. I, I see her very easily be on the match 843 or bumping it up a little bit. Uh, Jaslyn and Jacqueline, um, I really just haven't seen very much. So it's hard to notate, unlike Lynn and Ariel, who have been posting a lot, if there's something hidden that we just don't know is going to come out. So we could get very well proven wrong. But what I, from what I can see, Ariel is the other one that I really just see being very, very competitive in the sense of placing in that top three. Her her current uh, nominated totals is 788. I've got her at 885. If she does a 100-pound PR total as a female in 52-kilo weight class in six months, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's, she hit a 320 squat that looked – Decently easy, a 204 bench with more in the tank. And I believe a couple months back, she hit a 363 deadlifts. Now, the only thing I'm going to say there is she's had some issues, I believe, with the butt coming up a little bit on bench press, and she's had some issues with depth on squat. Um, it definitely looks better, but it's still something to note. Like, it's something that I know she's looking to improve upon, and we're going to see how she does that. But it is just the factor that you got to kind of put in there is that she's going to have to be able to kind of make that a bit more no doubt this time around. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I've been paying close attention to her training because I just did a podcast with her. 
and her depth is right there, but I'm, like, a little nervous because it's right there. And, like, I know referees who are like, oh, if it's, like, right there, I'm still going to be like, nah. Mm-hmm. So, Especially a little bit man. worried. Her butts look fine to me on all her benches, but... Yeah, that's looked a lot better. It's the depth. The depth actually is, I mean, it used to be in just blatantly. Um, it was high. It used to just be high. And I know they've been working on that a lot. Shoe change, a lot of technical changes. Um, and it's definitely getting there. That's why, like, she hit 320 with what looked like more in the tank. But I'm going to keep, I think she probably 320 is a good number come meet day with that little extra sink she's probably going to have to do to make sure it's like that nationals, no doubt depth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking I was going to bring up is nationals. You talk about referees, it's it's nationals and also in the primetime sessions, uh, you know, I, I don't think a whole lot I mean, well, talking about Ariel specifically won't be in it, but it just depends on who you're getting for the day, but it's typically relatively strict. Um at nationals. I I think we've all experienced that uh prior. Um also just going through just a little like note, I think for me making these predictions I think I put more stock into me seeing them compete before as opposed to what I see on Instagram. Like the Instagram yeah. stuff oh, is, yeah. 100%. is like if like you can follow all these people, but I've seen Jamie, Vanessa, Gaslin, Lynn, and Ariel compete before. So it, it just I have that in my mind. Um, I think Vanessa, because I don't know what was going on at Arnold, but I know um, her coach, I believe, is Tina. Could be wrong on this. Yes, it is. It is confirmed. Okay. Oh, so he does have pro lifters. Yeah. Crazy. Part of Team Flex. Oh, he's yeah. Part Flex of team training system. So they have professional. So they have pro, pro lifters. They did have a pro lifter oh, okay. at the okay. Arnold that okay. scored cool. points. Okay. We'll um, make sure to include that in the rankings. Um, but I think with that, I, I think you'll get handled by the Flex fam and are the and all the, the Flex people. So. I think we can see a real good performance from her. Senior compete at Warcat, killed it when best overall lifter. Uh, her and Haley Hunter actually murdered that meet. Uh, you know, we've seen Jamie Fisher before. Lynn also won Warcat. Um, someone who could put together lifts. Petrie has a good handle on her as well. Ariel seen her compete at uh, Carolina Primetime. You know, these are lifters who can hit their lifts. Ariel's much more polished than what I've seen now. I will say that. Way more polished than what I saw at Carolina, uh, Carolina Primetime. Yeah. I mean, just to say how close this is, I'm going to run down quick on my, my totals. Like, this is where this uh, this class, maybe more than any, I feel like I can be wrong. I got Marta, 872. Vanessa, 852. Jaslyn, 854. Jacqueline, 860. Lynn, 885. Ariel, 885. All right. You want to like, That's all within 30 pounds of each other. 12 and a half kilos or 15 kilos. It's a close one. I do agree. And it's I, close. And, and I think Jamie has to hit her lifts. Yeah. Fully. If Jamie doesn't hit her lifts, like, I think someone else could take it. But at the same time, like, the people who I think could take it will not be in primetime. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that's where the advantage of primetime happens is Jamie. Get, Jamie, I think, is the one that gets the big advantage there because I think she's likely going to know what Lynn or Ariel does. And that sets the benchmark of what she needs to do. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually a very good point there because I think with a, it, it's, some lifters can get by on going like five for nine and six for nine. Um, I think with this weight class, you're not at that advantage, but knowing what you potentially your two biggest competitors doing in the regular session can lead to a well calculated meet where they can talk up something for their second attempts and hit it, maybe extend a little bit on third. Um, and she's no stranger to this anymore, right? It's like, 
Nationals was kind of that meet where we're all looking at, like, this could be a big breakout meet. Well, she did Nationals. All of Daytona really was a big meet for these high-level lifters. It was pretty much just one big primetime meet based on who they were going up against. And then the Grand Prix, that's about as good as you can get as far as um, the professional type of powerlifting meet. It's late at night. There's Or it's late in the evening. There's a lot of uh, great powerlifters there. Um, so Jamie's veteran enough. Uh, all right. You want to do the predictions for this weight class? Yep. All right. I'm going last this time. I haven't got to go last. Oh, you haven't? Nope. Have I went first yet? I, I'm terrible at this. I'm going to go first. first last time. You go first. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Jamie Fisher. I'm going to go Ariel Patra second and Lynn Tran third. Okay. I'm going Jamie Fisher. I'm going Ariel Patra, and then Marta Z. All right, finish it off. Jamie first, and I really did. I like I told you, I had Lynn and Ariel both at 885, the exact same. And if it's coming down to it, um, even though I think she's going to do a lot better with this, uh, Ariel has had those question marks with depth, and. I honestly felt like as well as I was semi-conservative with Lynn. So I've got Lynn second and Ariel third, but honestly, I, that could easily flip. Um, one thing I really do trust, I mean, honestly, you're going to have, you're going to have Brandon with Lynn. You're going to have Carly with Ariel. Carly's been in these battles. He's in that battle with Brittany last year. He's going to be keeping touch. So she definitely has someone really good in her quarter there, um, on the coaching side. And, and speaking of coaching, um, random tidbit here. We're kind of getting off on a thing, but like, um, we're sponsored now by a city in ammonia, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brand new, new sponsor to White Lights. New sponsor. Did you know that there is a, there is what I consider correct ways to use ammonia? If you use you promo code say, 2WL15? Yeah. If you use 2WL15, that's the right way. But no, <laughs> seriously, on the coaching side, I honestly see people butcher it. Absolutely butcher the use of ammonia. And here's the way they do it. Um, number one biggest issue. They use it on every lift they ever do on every six RPE bench single, and they start to get too used to it where they don't actually get that neural effect they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So number one, don't overuse it. Make sure you're being strategic with your use so that you're actually getting the most out of it and not getting adapted to it. Two, I don't, Solana, I don't know if you ever had this. I have legitimately had lifters who on their third attempt squat bench or deadlift have went and taken a hit of ammonia. And I found out later that was the first time they'd ever done that in their entire life. Don't no. do that. Use it in training. Get used to it. Make sure the first time you've ever hit ammonia is not on your third attempt squat. You've got to get used to it. It's a blast to the face. It's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Which as well, my last tip, and this is for, this is one that probably the other one, the biggest one I see that's an issue where I think people need to be more strategic. I see a lot of people just using it on their third attempts. Don't do that. Make sure you use it on your second attempt. I recommend for all my lifters, don't use it on your first attempt. Don't get too hyped. We really want to make sure we get commands, we get depth, we get our press commands, we get our lockouts. Let's really pay attention to our technical stuff. But one of the biggest things I tell a lot of my lifters on their second attempt is show me what you want on your third attempt. Well, we want to treat it like your third attempt. So anything you're going to do on your third, do on your second as well. So make sure to use that ammonia on your second so we can get a as, as predictable of an answer of what your third attempt range is, as well as sometimes if you haven't been hitting ammonia all day and you just do it on your third, you almost get too hyped 
Yeah. And it kind of breaks you down technically. So always hit it on your second, helps you to kind of get into the skill practice of it. So you can be able to kind of use that and then replicate that exact type of hype into your third. All right. All good information. And if you go to hypedust.com, use promo code 2 w 15 you can get all different types of smelling salts. I thought it was a myth that smelling salts hit different. I tried obsidian smelling salts of different types at the Arnold, and yeah, they're different. Some hit you really, really hard, and some a little bit more mild. All of them will wake you up. All of them will help you in competition. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to know how to use smelling salts at your meat. Remember, go to HypeDust.com. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Um, they just got some nose bleach out there as well. And they check, check out that graph. They have a lot of um, really awesome sounding and hitting smelling salts. So remember, HypeDust.com, promo code 2WL15. All right. And... For 52s also, on top of that, I just want to add one more thing. Or, uh, yeah, uh, I, I apologize. Oh, yeah, 52s. One more thing. I think with these preview shows, this yields me focusing on other lifters. I am very excited to see more of Marta because I like this is where I get a better idea of the lifter. It's from these preview shows. You know, she was on private, just followed her. Going to see your training going into it, but, you know, if any one of these lifters end up surprising us, uh, it it won't be that surprising because this happens a lot. Sometimes yeah. just watching Instagram is just not the best way to judge a meet. So can't wait to get the scouting report on uh, Marta, uh, Jacelyn, and uh, Heather. All right, so, yeah, moving into 56. Honestly, 56 reminds me a lot of 48. I think we do. You have a, a clear favorite in Brittany Suplicki, um, reigning national champion. Training looks like it's going really well right now. Now she is cutting down because I, I think we thought she might be going 60 kilos uh, with the change in weight class. And I believe she did do that for uh, the Arnold. But now she's coming back down to 56. She's obviously done that before and has been experienced with it. She did it last year. Uh, it seems like she's about the healthiest she's been in a while. So I, I expect her to be the favorite. But much like Jessica, if she misses a couple lifts, it definitely opens the door. Because I've got her probably somewhere around like 30 pounds, 30, maybe 40 pounds is the favorite. Um, and then from there, I think it's a very close battle between Allison Weinberg, Kathy Lee, and Christina Paraki. And the biggest thing there is uh, I think all three of those, Allison, Kathy, and Christina, are all wild cards. And I could have a huge range of what I expect from them. And I'll explain that after I let you all kind of chime in on some thoughts. Okay. So looking at it, so yes, Brittany, um, talked to her a little bit. Her cut's going very, very well. And yes, she's very seasoned with cutting and she's cutting early. So I have no concerns about her cut. Um, I have her about 30 pounds over second place as well, or like 28 pounds. So looking good there. Allie, she wasn't giving me a lot of info. I asked her how training was going like four weeks ago. My I was like with her at meet. She was like, eh, it's not going as great as last time. But then last week she says going better. But that was like the extent of the conversation. So <laughs> I was like, okay, very, very vague. Um, but if I, and I know she's cutting right now too. And I know, I believe last time she had like issues with her cut. So I'm just thinking she'll probably match her last meet. Um, if I had to guess, I don't think she was training. She's been training as consistently for the past few months. Um, 
And then what else? Chrissy's making a strong comeback. Like, we know she had her knee surgery. What was her knee surgery? Right after Virginia Pro? I mean, she had a, she had, so she had a knee surgery going into nationals last year as well. So she had to go and kind of, you know, recover from that. Go Virginia Pro, well, you know, we get to see her build a little momentum. And then again, another knee surgery into nationals. Um, actually, I think it was even prior to the Arnold where she did bench only. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, that, that's the extent of her knee injury. Yeah, but I saw her bench 220 for a double, so that was looking strong. I saw her hit a squat of 325, dealt with 385 by two, so, like, momentum's going good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that, too. Um, If there's one – I mean, of course, you want to see all powerlifters healthy. I want to see Christina Paraki healthy probably more than anyone in uh, powerlifting right now. Because it's been because it's more so he's been having knee surgeries and still competing. Like she's not staying stagnant. She's not like making a return to the platform, competing once every two years. She's competing frequently at these big meets. It's not like she's absent from nationals, the Arnold, Virginia Pro, this meets. She's there competing, and I think with that determination and what she can do, she's a formal formal national champion. I I want to I want to see her healthy in a weight class, and I want to see what she can do with a full deck of cards. Yep, we all do. Uh, before I cover those three, I do have a question in case you know. I was going into this with a very uh, heavy assumption that Maya Wright was likely going to be the favorite in this class, and she didn't sign up. And I don't think her Instagram account is active anymore. Any idea? You you all know what happened there? It's three. Right I really. Now. I gotta check. Actually, I really thought she was gonna be. I really thought she was gonna be coming in as the favorite here. But either way, Allison, Kathy Lee, and Christina. We have three wild cards. Christina, you already said it. She's coming back from injury, but things look like they're going really well, and they're getting better every week. Allison, she does do this seemingly each year. She, I, I feel like she doesn't stay motivated year round. And as she gets closer to nationals, it kind of picks up her motivation and then she has to cut into the meat and it seems to affect her. And so like, I, like Solana said, I would expect if she could match what she did last year to be pretty successful. Um, and that would put her in contention. But, um, the big wild card to me is Kathy Lee. She, she hasn't competed since October. So it's been a little while and she hasn't posted since November. I have no idea what's going on there. She could be secretly hiding a Nationals winning total, and we have no idea. Yeah, this is, I mean, your Google sheet bought me onto her page. That uh, that breakout meet that she had at 514 dots, that's something you really have to take into account. And, you know, those lifters who just, something clicks, they figure it out with their training, they can be dangerous. Initially, going into this, no idea who she was. Not that active on Instagram, not that active in the powerlifting scene. So, and also don't have a whole lot of meets to pick from, uh, uh, pick from that I've watched from her. Really don't have a whole lot of information. Now with that, you just, numbers don't lie. You can't ignore that total. That is a solid, solid total within this weight class, which is very competitive. Um, yeah, I'm just on just on numbers alone and this class i i think you can go you use the word wild card a lot then you can describe that with really anyone um Brittany Saplicki, i wouldn't qualify her as a wild card because she's a 
proven, battle-tested, been in this spot many times throughout a career lifter, but that that weight cut is what's is is that block for me. I think she's strong enough, good enough to come out on top, but even with the early weight cut, we are doing a preview four weeks prior. I'm just not the biggest fan. I thought she was going to go 60 kilos. I thought she could build momentum that way. That 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 cut, I've seen it before. I've I've seen with other lifters like things could be going good, and then all of a sudden they're not, and the weight cut probably didn't make anything easier for you. Um, and that's another lifter who I really want to see 100%. Everything's looking good. I am praying to God that she has an excellent weight cut and we just see her dominate because I'm a Brittany Saplicki fan. Um, Allison, something going into a Nationals meet where you don't seem very motivated and we don't see a whole lot from the lifter kind of worries me simply due to the fact that I know how uh, dedicated you need to be in order to win a weight class. Um, Allison got third last year, right? And Astral? Yeah, she was third behind yes. Megan and uh, Brittany. She, yeah, so, like, I think, and her, that was her last competition, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, again, uh, and this is this is just from a person who's passionate, dedicated to the sport of powerlifting like myself. When you don't have those competitions to build off of, like going from nationals and have another competition in the middle to build off that, it's just going to be incredibly difficult to use that performance last year and then try to get that and then add 15 kilos onto it. It's just, it, it's, it's, in, it's a very hard thing to do. You need meets. You need something. You need training blocks to get you into meets. Now, this is another thing. Powerlifters have other things they got to do. You know what I mean? So, like, I like usually when you see people taking she, breaks, she, it's because she's doing. Yeah, exactly. It's because they're doing incredibly important things, and that's what Allison is doing. So sometimes powerlifting takes a backseat. In her case, it should take a backseat because what she's doing is incredibly time-consuming, difficult, rewarding. Needs to do it. So I, I like that has to go into effect when you are making these predictions as well. Um, Powerlifting should not be her top priority. It there's there's another profession that she's focused on, um, and I, I guess I mean I don't think yeah, Kathleen. I just know nothing about her aside from this. Well, I, I need to I need to fix what I said. Hashtag bad journalism. I was reading through my notes, but I was skimming through them. Um, I put that she's a huge wild card, so I don't think many people know about her. I was looking. She hasn't posted bench press since her meet really she has been posting squat and deadlift she posted a 360 squat um recently which would be a, a pr um it was a little hard but let's say she go like 360 or 365 that would be a nice five kilo pr and then she posted a four or five by two deadlift so um bench hasn't been posted i, I still think of her as like a, a wild card though because we i don't think we've seen her um in kind of this scenario of top three the big thing though now and it just changed my mind um, when I, when I made all this, um, this was about when I made all these predictions is about six, seven days ago, Chrissy just posted a 385 by two deadlift that looked like it was like seven RPE. I honestly think Chrissy at 408 is what she hit at the VA pro. I think Chrissy can easily go 420 plus. Um, honestly, I think she's looking like the least wild card to me out of all of this based on her trainings going and 
she's obviously has the experience in this situation. Yeah, I I mean, calling her a wild card will be something because like, well, wild card because of obviously having to come back, but she's she's coming back faster uh, than she did last time for sure. Yeah, I I I mean, I just I want I want to see just like a whole year where nothing is wrong with her knee and she doesn't have to get a surgery. This is all I want really to see. I think on the female side, that's like the person I want to see get unleashed again. Because everything, God, the momentum she was running after Nationals in 2019, too. Like, again, you, you if you would have took that and continued with it, you could be talking about Christina being one of the top, you know, I mean, I think continue, I think winning that weight class, but also one of the better female powerlifters in the world just going forward um, and in those conversations. Might be a bias there. She's a Leffler Bros athlete and also a noted Italian. So um, there's there's a bias there. But, yeah. I like this weight class a lot. It's going to lead to some surprises. Solana, any other uh, thoughts before we give these predictions? I was going to say, that's all she wants to. <laughs> like, literally, she's so passionate about powerlifting. Like, all she wants is to be healthy going into the meet. Um, do you want to mention, uh, let's see, we still have Mariah Bolden and Rebecca Nunn's. We know Rebecca at her at Arnold's didn't do so great with squat, had issues with depth. I will not lie, her depth looks exactly the same to me. What do y'all think? Mm. Like, it still looks like a little borderline. I'm going to agree there. I think that needs to be improved to be a bit more, no doubt. Um, the strength is there. Um, I We really thought going in the Arnold, she was uh, in the running for one of those top spots based off of dots. But, yeah, uh, I'd like to see a little bit more improvement there. Um, it kind of same issue as Ariel had, but I, I see a little bit more improvement on Ariel's side. And Mariah is super consistent. Um, I just don't see anything from her training that's going to show me something huge over what she did at the Arnold. And just the issue is she has a lot of people around her making a lot of progress. And the last one is, is Lauren Harriman. But uh, I honestly don't know a ton about her. And when I looked at her posts, uh, it was really hard to kind of gain much. She usually had the weights cut off on the side, so it's hard to see what she was doing and really wasn't posting much. So it's kind of hard to get kind of a tell from that. She hasn't po- she hasn't competed since December. So she has a lot of room, a lot of times she could have improved by then. So she's one that could easily come in here um, and spoil the party and make us all sound really wrong. I think between Lauren, Mariah, and Rebecca, Lauren is the one that could be the, the biggest kind of surprise of those three and, and kind of work her way into that top three discussion. Um, I just haven't seen enough from her to be able to kind of uh, to, to predict anything that would be currently at the level of where, like, Allison, Kathy, and Christine are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she clearly doesn't want us to know what she's doing, so I'm hoping that's a good sign. Yeah. But we're going to find out. Usually that's what happens when they do the whole thing of blocking off the weights because something is good. Um, very 75-kilo uh, move, which <laughs> tune in next week where I probably rant about 75-kilo lifters how fucking annoying they are. That's gonna be yeah. Next week, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you there. <laughs> that's gonna I, be when, when it's gonna be all next week though. <laughs> some people bragging about top three better hope they get top five at least. Oh, <laughs> With God. how deep that class is. Some people got snubbed and they missed their last deadlift too. Yeah. Shut up. All right. Let's we'll we'll save that for next week. Um. Also, I want to add though this weight class, the most jacked female weight class. If you look at yeah. the lifters yeah. there, Christina Parati, Rebecca Nunn, Rebecca Flicky. They're, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like the eighty-two and a half kilo men division, where I think it's like if you go one to ten, all of us are you know relative. Yeah, just skip three. Go Russ, Sean, Gruden, Michael C. Yeah, really, Jack eighty twos. Yeah, aside yeah. from Sean Noriega's upper body, 
he he wins lower body down, but upper body doesn't look like he lifts. So there's. Have you seen him lately? He did all the off-program accessory work stuff that wasn't programmed. He got a little bigger. A, li- a little bigger. Improving from that. <laughs> yeah. Improving from that. I mean, then then you kind of look. Right I mean, there. I think he'll take it. Most guys would rather be bigger the waist down. That's, oh, yeah. that's so, where oh, we no. want to make sure but we if are. I'm, if I'm going to go, yeah, nah, nice. Uh, well, that was a sexual uh, joke. Yeah. Um, I so missed it. Wow. <laughs> I got it. All right, that's good. Uh, um, I don't know. I think uh, we're on a weird tangent, but I think he does have the m- most impressive legs, beating Russ, beating, like, all of us. He does have the most impressive legs in the 82 and a halfs. I just think that, you know, the balance is there. But, yeah, all, like, all of them are fucking jacked. Um, and this weight class, like, Christina and Rebecca, when you see them in person, they're just so, so, put like, it, they're, I, you get jealous, like, with how strong they are and also just how much, like, actual fitness they put into their careers. Um, God, yeah, this this weight class. All right. All right. I'll lead off. Prediction time. Let's do it. My turn. I'm going Brittany first. I have changed my second and third since talking. I'm going Chrissy second. And then I'm going Allison third for the reason that she's been in this scenario before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in that three-way battle last year and really performed well. Uh, I know her coach well, Mason. I coach him. Um, so I think I like Allison for third there. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kathy gets second because I, I, I think she, like I said, she's a wild card of like, we, we don't know much about her in the sense of being in the same, this, this situation. Um, but I'm going to go Chrissy second, Allison third. Okay. I forget the order. Is it supposed to be me or? It's your turn. Yeah. All right, it's my turn. I'm going to go Bernie Saplicki. I really want to eventually get a point where we disagree on number one, but I think right now we may next class, time. Hard. Yeah, I think with these weight classes, it's um, I, I think uh, the the lifters at the top. I think they're going to stay at the top. I'm going to have to agree with you, and also just a bias here, Chrissy Paraki second. I that's more of something I'm rooting for. I want that to happen. There's two things that I'm relying on there. Leffler bros always want them to win, and also Italians always want them to win as well. And third, I'm going to go Kathy Lee. I think we're looking at someone who's building momentum and someone who is going to really find their footing in powerlifting, and I think this meet is going to get her there. I think with what she did at her last meet, I think we're going to get a better product. This is someone like I'm, I'm... I'm a little bit more confident because of the long layoff. Now, if it was someone in the Arnold doing that and then having more improvement from the Arnold, I don't know how much I could bet on that depending on how that meet looked. This has been, you know, she's got a long, she had a longer time to build, had a longer time to put something on her total. So I'll put Kathy as my third. All right. So, yes, Brittany Suplicky for first. So I'm going to make Kathy my second, even though I don't have all the details I would like to have about her. Because she has such a big dot score jump from, like, March to October. Uh, March 2020 to October 2021. That was the 41st dot score jump. And, like, she's had a long time to train. So even though I don't know exactly what she can put up, and Chrissy is building good momentum, I'm just going to give it to Kathy. Just because she's not dealing with injury at all, or recovering from one. And then I'm going to give Chrissy third place. I'm ho- Just because I'm friends with her, I'm hoping she gets second. But, like, I'm going to give her third. Okay. 
Allie, the only reason she's on my top is just, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know how serious she's taking training right now or how much seriously she's taking it, like, the last few months. And I know, like, all she told me was training wasn't so great, like, and that was, like, three weeks ago. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it as far as predictions go for the 56-kilo weight class. All right. Are we are we breaking off here? I'm gonna have to edit. We got sixty. We got we're, we're doing sixty. Yeah, we got sixty to finish off. Okay, great. The the highlight. Is this the most stacked weight class so far? Um, I think with the sixty kilo weight class, I think we are looking at yeah. This is it. This is the weight class. Mm. This is the top to bottom heavy hitter. Uh, you're going to get probably some of the best overall females within this weight class as well. Yeah, it's looking sick right now. Um, I don't even know where to start on this weight class. A lot. I mean, okay, so we've got Natalie Richards, who could potentially even win the Pro Series. Yeah. <laughs> and then along with that, we have Celine Crum, who moved down to this weight class to battle out with her. And I'm really excited about that. Her training looks like it's going good, even though it's so much volume, and she's clearly showing us, like, step four and five. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. But um it looks like she's got an awesome momentum and her cut looks like it's going great. And so that's gonna be huge. But then you have Caitlin Barry who's like PRing every day uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So I'm like, that's huge. Yeah. Most important part about Caitlin Barry's training is making sure she sets up with deadlifts in sixty seconds or less. Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen I think I... the most important part is her bench handoff. That too. That too. One's really fixable. Does not take sixty seconds. I never seen that before. Kalen, awesome lifter. Oh, yeah, You're the best. I just I when when Steve told me I was I I didn't get to watch it. When Steve told me that I'm like, how does that even happen? I would assume she would bomb out on bench or not bomb out on bench. Time out on bench because of how big her arc is and the setup and all that stuff. Like you have to get everything right. Deadlift, I apparently did that as well. I think once you make that mistake, you never make that mistake again in your career. Hopefully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But, I mean, we already got a little bit of a preview for this, right? Like, we saw this at the Arnold. We saw all these lifters aside from Natalie. And also, uh, also I got to ask a question here with one of these lifters. We got a lifter who's highlighted here. How do you pronounce her name? Oh, crickets. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I no no one wanted to be the first one to, to announce it. her myself. What's that? I'm nicknaming her Adeg. That's her nickname. Adeg? That is All right. yep. not the Looks like Adeg. Adeg being Misola. Did you guys find her handle? You have her yeah. handle at all? All right, send me it. Because I could not find a handle, oh, yeah. and I... I found it. I think I found it through... Uh, Double A. Uh... Open power lifting. Okay. No way. I went through every human being All right. there. Well, uh, there wasn't much posting, so that I didn't really get too much from it. All okay. right. Well, going back, yeah. I mean, we're, we're next episode, part two, we're going to be leading off with what's likely the the argue, like we could argue back and forth about which is the best matchup for overall in a weight class: Natalie versus Celine or Gabby versus Sam Calhoun. That one's going to be tough. I don't know which one's going to be crazier. Celine actually coming in, I think this is a surprise to people, is coming in with a higher nominated total because of what she did at the Arnold. Um, a little bit more recency bias there. I believe she also did that at a little – I don't think she cut down for that meet, but at the same time, 
Yeah, she did not cut down for that meet, but I, I don't think that's going to affect her a ton. I think she's actually making 60 pretty easily this time. I mean, honestly, that seemed, the fact that she came for 57, 60 is a decently natural I, weight class for I her. I thought that weight class would be the weight class she competes at. That that was kind of the – I mean, we had the conversation, but I thought 60 was the weight class she competes at. So even with that, like, I don't knock her down – because I usually knock people down off of, like, the weight cuts I know that are big. This one I think is going to be – a good one for her. Yeah, and this is round three, correct? We've already had round one and two. Natalie's round one, round one and two. But this is the big stage finally. Um, and I don't think – have neither of them competed at Nationals before? I don't know. Okay, Celine did it back in 2019 also, as a junior. Also, Celine yeah. did collegiate Nationals as well. Okay. Um, I would say that's an advantage, but Natalie did uh, – uh, Virginia Pro. So she's been in a situation with a big meet now too, which was basically a national level meet, just small. So and Carolina looking, Prime Time was big. Carolina yeah, Prime Time I, I was big, it, but you're competing in your own backyard. Yeah. That's, VA Pro was her kind of national, like dip into the national scene a bit more. So um I'm gonna flex. Natalie has me on her close friends, but I'm not gonna spill some of the PR she's been hitting. Uh that is I that is bullshit. Did she have me in her, in her close <laughs> I, You know, after you wrote that in, I was like, why am I not in her close friend? I'm going to ask Am I not? Her. Natalie, do not add them. Do not add them yeah, on your girl, favorite. Girl, I had you on my podcast first. Did she make a – yeah, good point. Did she make a close friends list? Now I'm just, like, worried. Like, wait, did I not notice that she – I'm on her close friends? No, I'm not. I've been checking. She posts most of her PRs on there. Honestly, I, I don't remember what they are, but I know she's been hitting some really good numbers on all three lists. Um, she's posted a 369 for three squat, which she hit 380 at her last meet. She deadlifted 447 for three. She hit 468. She benched 209 for three. She hit 220. I mean, every single one of her lifts, I think, is likely going up five kilos. That's exactly what I have. Five kilos around on all three lifts. 1098 total. Celine. Um, obviously had a huge meet at the Arnold. Um, Recency-wise, obviously she doesn't have a ton of time coming back around, but uh, and I don't think she's posted anything crazy. Um, I mean, she's now being coached by the strength guys, which means she's doing nine sets of three on all of her lifts, and she's posting, like, the fifth set. So that's yeah. all we're seeing. And then once they taper off, we see the big jump, and you get the Taylor Atwood spike. Um the one lift, though, that I think is very notably benefiting from that is bench, which, that no surprise. Bench usually gets a lot from volume. Her bench looks crazy. I would not be surprised to see another two and a half to four uh, to five kilos added to her bench to, like, 237 to 242. And then I'll say, honestly, um, I think it would be pretty darn good for her to pretty much match her squat and her deadlift, considering she is going to be cutting down three kilos from that. Mm-hmm. Um, if she can maintain that strength, perform in a head-to-head battle, because obviously at the Arnold, she was pretty, well, I mean, she wasn't really in a direct head-to-head battle much. She was pretty easily winning that. Um, I have her at 391. I'll give her 242 on bench. I had her 237, so 242, and then 463 on deadlift, which gives her 1096, AK. Literally, I have, if they both go 9 for 9, I have Natalie and Celine tied. On total? Yep. Yeah. That's... Now, I do not know. I I think the one thing is Natalie uh, – let's look this up. I think Natalie is going to have a chip on deadlift. I do not know if Celine has a chip on other lists. Let's look this up. 
Yeah, and also, you all can talk while yeah, I'm doing also, that. yeah, this is going to be an important thing to note. I think just the records, some of the records reset, and we might have tips all over the place. You might get tips in the regular session that could dictate. Um, you know, what lifters do in the primetime session. Uh, I actually know that's going to be prob- maybe a potential thing that happened in the 82 and a half kilo weight class with a certain squatter in the regular session. But, um, I, I yeah, the chips are going to be important there. Uh, yeah. So the only chip that's going to be up for grabs is going to be Natalie already has the deadlift and she could get the deadlift because Jen Thompson is the bench. So no one's beating that. Um, and then Meg Scanlon's the squat and Meg, let's see. I don't think they're in that range. They might be getting close to it. Oh, they could be close. I got them right around a 390 squat, and uh, Meg Scanlon was 392. So it's very possible Natalie or Celine could be going for a chip on squat or could both chip squat. They could both do it. Um, But Natalie will have likely the chip on deadlift, which could be uh, a big help considering that's the pull for the win. She's going to be able to put literally – to the 0.5, what she needs likely. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite know if Celine will have that ability. She might. We don't know. But I think Natalie has, has the higher end on deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. Also, would... you know, Natalie's, Natalie's been eating into the weight class and I'm not worried about Celine's cuts, but like it's nice to be eating into a weight class. Yeah. So. I think, well, I can't confirm this at all, but I think Natalie had to cut an okay amount to 57. So I think 60, I, I don't know if she has to cut, but I don't think it's like she's like going to be able to eat the day of. Yeah. I think on the podcast, she told she me be at weight by this point. Yeah. But he okay. told me, he told me at the pod on the podcast, like 60 kilos is a good weight class for. Okay. Usually that's a good sign where it's like, you know, you don't have to make a big cut. Um, and I think we saw that a little bit in Virginia pro just you know, how she was able to kind of handle the momentum. And then again, that big, that big break there, uh, you know, Celine had uh, Celine had a fantastic meet at the Arnold, though. I actually think this weight class is such a focus is because this battle won rematches. You gotta love the rematches. Natalie Richards, Celine Crum, they've been some of the best, the better young female lifters in the world. Now this is the competition. They're going to be the best female lifters in the world at a point. These two lifters, you're going to see, you're going to see the future of powerlifting in this weight class. I think we could talk about Natalie Richards and Celine Crum the same way we talk about Leah Bavois and Amanda Lawrence in the upcoming years. They, oh, I mean, they're head to head. Why not Amanda versus Daniela? That, that's what I see there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, but I think the numbers like just aren't quite there to have that because I mean, at the time, I think both of their numbers would be like 580 dots. Daniela Mello and Amanda Lawrence. I think this one. They're getting. They're, I think it up. I think they'll both be at five seventy. Exactly. So I think this meet is going to get them towards that thing where they are going to be one and two with best female overall lifters in the world at a point. Um, young lifters, I think room to grow in the sports. I think you know even if you move them up weight classes, the way the way they train too, they're just healthy. Strong powerlifters. It sounds stupid, but occasionally that's just not the case. Some people get by just with strength. You know, it also helps to you know add muscle to your frame and continue to get better. And then, but and then you have those two. But we saw like what this weight class can bring. Uh, Christiane Hazard had a fantastic meet at the Arnold, where I, if Celine hicked up a little bit, Christi, uh, Christiane, I think uh, Solana, you and I had that call on that one. Christiane was doing 
good the entire day keeping on pace with Celine. And if Celine had a hiccup, Christiana was going to be right there. Same thing with Charlie Leonard. Yep. She was in there the entire time as well. Um, as far, I think she had a, I think he went one for three on deadlifts and that kind of knocked her back a bit. Um, and like those two, like sometimes can overshadow, but it's, if, if they don't have the, their meets, if they start missing lifts, you have a ton of lifters there. Christiane Hazard, uh, Charlie Leonard, and Caitlin Berry. And if I'm going to talk about future of the sports, if I'm saying Natalie Richard and Celine Crum are going to be up there number one and two at some point, Caitlin Berry is going to be there as well. Caitlin Berry is I think so next year, damn I think good. next year we're talking about those. I think we're talking next year about those three going head to head for the overall. I, I think you were looking at the next three female superstars in the sport. With Natalie Richards, Celine Crum, and Kalen Berry. I mean, there's probably more. I mean, you're, I mean, this meet can act as a breakout because we talked about, uh, Jessica earlier. Um, I think the future of the sport is going to be well re- represented. Some of them are the present. I mean, Natalie Richards can walk away potentially with the pro series, but even this, like Celine Crum, if he jumps Natalie Richards here at this, uh, meet, Pro Series is something Celine could, you know, jump herself into at the grand finale that's going to be at the Arnold. There's a lot riding on this weight class. And if you have a great performance, you're possibly winning best overall lifter at Nationals, which, you know, is a, is a okay payday. Not a, not what we thought was going to be, but it's an okay yeah. payday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I very much expect... If they hit their list, I expect Natalie and Celine to likely be one and two overall. Um, I need to do some calculations. Uh, I think Jasmine Penn's going to be in the picture. Um, I think uh, Sam and Gaddy are definitely going to be in the picture, and we're going to talk about Sam in the next episode. She's actually cutting a bit to help with the dot scores. But, yeah, I think they well, – we'll get to who we think is going to win. It's literally a toss-up. I don't. I think an argument could be made either way, um, yeah. and that's one of the most – that's one of – men or women, that's one of the, the highlights of Raw Nationals. The, the, the sub battle, to me, is between Christiana Zard and Caitlin Berry. Um, I think, based on what I've got, uh, Charlie and uh, Adeg, we're going to shorten it. Uh, uh, I think there – it depends. Again, people can miss lists, but I've got them about – 20 to 30 pounds behind where I think Christian and Caitlin will be. Um, I think based off of their training, um, I really see those two trending upwards. Um, the big question mark is I, I do think Caitlin has the highest top end of people outside of Natalie and Celine. The issue just always is the fact that she has that very technical bench and there's just more things that can go wrong. Um, deadlift though, I think is the thing that is really pushing her over right now because she was deadlifting pretty darn well leading into the Arnold and seemingly she's added like 30 pounds to that in the last two months. You know, Charlotte's training is going really well. I'm surprised you have her like, I'm kind of surprised what you said because she hit 220 for a bench for a double. And like, that's I more felt than like that's what I, I felt like that's what I, I feel like that's what I saw leading into the Arnold though, pretty similarly though. Um, I, I def, I, I have her going up 10 pounds in regards to, uh, bench press. I think she's going to go from 215 to 225. I've got her adding probably like two and a half to five on squat and then another like two and a half to five on deadlifts. Um, my biggest and- thing there, and I saw less, I saw less of it, but she is a dual sport athlete. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's cut out weightlifting because if people didn't know, she did a weightlifting and a powerlifting meet the same week at the Arnold. She did both. She did the AWO series and the Arnold. I, this time I assume she's cutting out the weightlifting, but I still saw some posts. If I saw no weightlifting posts, I probably would have rated her a bit higher, but I would have liked to see no weightlifting posts. Okay. I mean, fair. Also, one thing that worries me too. I don't know if you saw her 370 for a double for a squat, which is a big squat PR for her, but depth looks a little questionable to me on that. Mm-hmm. For her deadlift, also, she hit a 420, which is 12 pounds above what she did in the competition. So, like, if she can pull together on a meet day, I think she's definitely fighting for third. But Exa- uh, yeah, you're right. We got to add to it because, again, again we did this. these predictions earlier this week. She just benched 230 for two. Yeah, I can see all. I mean, really, for third place in this weight class, it's ridiculous. You're gonna see. It was like that do at during the Arnold, the amateur day. It was all over the place, like what we could have seen because all the lifters were hitting their lifts and they were they were killing it the entire time. Like I, I think this weight class, this prime time session is going to be the prime time session where we're gonna get that potential of. We don't know what's gonna happen for third place until dead until the bar hits the floor. All right, so updates. Charlie posted three days in a row with three lifts that neither Solana or I saw because we did this earlier in the week. She squatted 370 for two. I do agree. I do agree depth was iffy. It was right on the border. And she hit an all-time PR deadlift of 419. Yeah. No, I saw those. I did mine later than you. (laughs) What? You did mine later? I did all my stuff later. Yeah, I did everything over the weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, so because everyone started posting stuff like this week, I was like, "Oh, let me wait." Yeah, we we are got at it. the most crucial well, point of training as well. If too, I do so that, see the that peaks. starts putting her. I got her now. I got her in that range with Christiane and Caitlin. I, I have it right there. I still would prop again. We already saw Christiane and Charlie go head to head. Um, and Christiane got the the head that battle. Yeah, so Charlie, that makes it more interesting. Do you remember? I would, I would definitely say not. And honestly, Adeg, I don't know enough because she's not posting a ton. She could very well be in this too. And we're, we're, we're leaving her out. This could be a very interesting right. four way battle for third place. All right. Adeg Bemisola. Adeg Bemisola. I'm going to try to pronounce that correctly. Um, yeah, I, I think I, uh, I actually, Salon, I want to ask you this. Do you remember Charlie at the Arnold? on why she yes. missed those last two deadlifts. Or did, did she miss those last two oh. deadlifts? I got to check, actually. She missed her last two benches and oh. her last deadlift. Oh, okay. Because I remember there was a point. I mean, I apologize, people. I've been commentating a lot since the Arnold. Um, and I just remember it was looking good for her. And then we saw two missed lifts. And then, I mean, once you miss a lift with that competition, it was pretty much uh, game over. And but, yes, I remember that now. Deadlift kind of sputtered out. I do wonder if that's part of weightlifting though, because she couldn't taper off kind of that that I, she had was weightlifting as well. Oh, she couldn't that? taper off the fact that she was pulling from the floor. Did you mention that, Solana, that she was doing also Olympic lifting that weekend? I didn't know that. I didn't know that, that weekend. I didn't know at all. <laughs> I knew it last week when I was researching. That's hashtag bad journalism on definitely my so, end. There. I would guess she hasn't posted weightlifting since April 16th, so maybe she's tapered off that now. I would assume she would. I, we can see some of the news from her. I I, I, I actually now see Adeg just posted a PR deadlift 405 for three, so that means I think she's got more than I, I originally thought. We're Again, we're doing this early and we're going to get, we're going to be wrong on a bunch of this stuff because we're going to see a lot of stuff come out that we were not having the information for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know now. I don't. I don't know between these four. I, I could go any which way. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you want to see what we can do with these predictions now? Then, because I think we said enough. I say just go. I. I don't. Said I don't know if I can say them. much more. I mean, all of them are. I. It's just a toss up. Yeah. All right. Uh, who starts? Is it me? I'll start. Okay. I think it's me. Fuck it. I don't um, care. All right. Point. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Naturally Riches for first place, even though. Celine Crum, I think, will be it'll be a massive fight, obviously, and I think she could pull it up. I'm gonna go with Natalie. Like she did a huge meet, she won it. Let's see, she doesn't have to cut weight. Celine's cutting weight a little bit. Do Do we want to mention Celine Crum's getting married like five days before the meet? Oh yeah, <laughs> this oh, is yeah. That's important that. information, right? I didn't want to mention it because I'm like, um, dude, because actually, I think she announced that she was engaged on. I don't think formally. On two white lights, I think I don't think she's breaking news to us. But I remember she was saying she was engaged, getting married. I've never been married. Um, I don't know the effect that they'll. I, I have. Yeah. How does that? How would that affect you going to a competition? <laughs> I don't know. Like, she what, posted she'll be fine. What happens? I, I, I don't hope, know. I hope she is fine. That is that is a that is a week. Um, I was probably more calm than my wife was, so I don't know who's doing more of the planning or if her and her or her husband, which one's more anxiety ridden from it. My wife def my wife definitely would not have done well in a power beat. Um it's a lot. I mean that that's a factor. I don't want to say that's it, it's it's you can't say it's not gonna have an effect. There's no way you can say yeah, it's not I, gonna have I, an effect. I, I would assume now, it'll have an effect, but I don't Again, now, well, I'm going based on weddings that I know, which is a big fucking Italian wedding where it's the worst experience for both people involved because you got to figure out how to accommodate for 400 people. But I don't know. The weddings can be erratic with the amount of people and the amount of planning goes. I just know that's a big life event and potentially your mind's elsewhere. Um, it's not ideal, but maybe hell. Maybe Vegas is the honeymoon. That might be my honeymoon. Actually, no, it's not. My girlfriend's in the room. It's not. She does not want to go to Vegas for honeymoon. I know that for a fact. I she does not. That is not where she wants to go. But I don't know. Um, that I I think that would has to take into account. I just wanted to mention that because it's a huge life event. Something awesome is happening, but also focusing on marriage and powerlifting. You know, is I don't think I've seen it in my very short powerlifting career. Well, let's hope she uh, puts Palak in first for a week and <laughs> she can enjoy the marriage after. So <laughs> I'm giving her second place. And I, even though it's a massive toss-up toss up for third, I'm going to give it to Christiane Hazard for third place. Yeah, we got some uh, – I think we get some collegiate superstars in uh, potentially for that third place range. Yeah, I think one thing that dears me is, like, Caitlin needs that perfect handoff. And that's so iffy. That scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder and, if they're um, ever going to experiment with self handoffs. No, she's not no, into it. I don't think she can. I don't think she can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Charlie, like, very like training is looking really good, but I want to see more consistency. Like Christiane had more consistent last meet. So, mm-hmm. but again, weightlifting. I know. We'll see. Yeah, no that, weightlifting. Yeah, change everything. That that is that should change uh, a lot there. Um, huh. All right. So you have your three. Um, am I up? Yeah. Right. I'll go. Mother- All right. Cool. All right. I've got Natalie in first for three reasons. One, 
she's got the deadlift chip and the higher deadlift. So I think she's going to have the last pull and she's going to be able to put on literally exactly what she needs to 0.5 kilos. Um, two, I mean, we've seen this twice and Natalie has done really well in these situations. Um, she's been two for two against Celine. Um, again, I, I mean, Celine wins. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest, but, uh, the third factor is the wedding. Uh, I'm not going to say that's going to take off a, a whole ton, but it is a factor and there's stress involved. Um, I think Natalie's going to have a little bit easier of a time likely, um, uh, with external factors leading in. So if I'm doing a tiebreaker and I've got them tied on total, um, that's going to put Natalie over for me. Celine in second. Third place, I'm still going back and forth. I, I think I'm going Caitlin Barry because for a couple of reasons. Um, but the main one being, I literally feel like she's going to get stronger each week into this meet still. Yeah. I, I don't think, I, I, of all the people we're talking about here, now seeing Charlie's lifts that she just did, that was impressive. That that made me double or think about some stuff. Um, Christian's training has been going really well too, but – Caitlin literally seemingly is getting stronger every week. Um, while bench is definitely a big variable there, that handoff was one of the worst ever at the Arnold. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that bad again. It's pretty bad. It's pretty hard to be that bad. Um, so while it's a variable, I don't think they're going to have that much of an issue on it again. And I think not taking 60 seconds to deadlift is something that is fairly easily fixable. I know Sean's done a lot of scientific research on how to be able to work on that. Um, and they've got it fixed. I'm sorry. Caitlin's cool. So I don't mind trolling her a bit. I think she'll have fun <laughs> yeah. with this. I got Caitlin in third. I think she's going to have it. Um, and like I said, I think next year she's going to be looking at possibly being in first. All right. So on my end here, I, I guess I'm going to go with Natalie Richards as well at first. Sorry to be boring and to have a, another clean sweep for the female uh, side for certain ones. Natalie Richards first for me. I think right now she's – I wonder if there's a point I, – I, as a lifter, you slow down at a point. Natalie Richards has not slowed down yet. Now, I think the big battle for her – I mean, she's she's going to have a battle here, but it's going to be – that pro series like that's where I'm really focused on that that I think she he's my number one contender right now with Sam Calhoun to getting to that spot um well I, and it's I, big I, I, I want, a, oh go ahead I'll come back to the pro series after you finish your last yeah one. And, and I wonder and I wonder if like that's going to be like where she slows down because this is her progress is so amazing um I going into this for second place I was toying with Caitlin Barry I was toying with it because of how good her training has looked, and I think she's almost there. Like, they're cracking in the code, and I think they're that last number or letter away from really figuring out with Caitlin Barry. I just, right now, I'm I'm still very close to putting her second. I kind of want to put her second, but I don't know if 40 pounds is enough of a gap there. I don't think Celine Crum has a performance where he drops enough where Caitlin Barry surpasses her. I'm still going to go Celine Crum third because I know what she can do. Um, and it's more of a testament to Caitlin Barry because I think the ceiling for her is incredibly high. I see the work that they're doing. The work has looked great. I'm still going to go Celine Crum because, uh, one, numbers speak for themselves. 
and to her accolades speak for themselves as well. She can do this. I think uh, Caitlin Berry is close, though. I think Caitlin Berry is close to a point where she's going to break into that one to two spot, and we're going to have a different conversation next year as far as how we do these previous shows. And again, I, that third spot, do we have? No, we don't have a completely different third because, yeah, I think uh, Christiana Caitlin Berry is going to be another one of those battles that we are going to uh, be delighted to see these two young lifters uh, go head to head. Yeah. Going back to the pro series, this is to kind of uh, give a little uh, taste going in the next episode where we're going to lead off of the 67 and a half kilo women, because I think Natalie, Celine, Sam and Gabby are going to be the top four based off of dots, I believe. And right now they're top four in the, in the pro series, Natalie and Sam both have 50 points. Gabby has 45 and Celine has 40. So it is very important that but the thing is though, top five get in. And so if all of them get top four at nationals, I think likely they're pretty much going to solidify their spot. It's going to be really hard as well as honestly, I don't even know what's happening at the pro series for the rest of the year. No one's doing the Ubu meets. I don't even know if the VA pro is a pro series meet. It's not listed nor is Saber following the pro series rules. Um, so I don't know if, uh, any of them are pro series meets anymore. I have no idea what's going on there. I don't know. I, the future of that is very, very blurry. I must stay yes. quiet. Yeah, I know that we've. T- that's, yeah. that's a whole other. That's a whole other episode to rant on. Yeah, I mean, we should have done that. I think uh, when when you came back from Hawaii, we should have just got into a rant about it. I'm just not very. Uh, I, I don't know what the future is for that. I don't know. I'm kind of over it. If you want my prediction, hot take. I don't think we're going to have the pro series after this year. Well, that's going to be a problem. Or. If- because <laughs> I, I don't see that what was a big I, reason I, why we all were in the USAPL. So yeah, if it goes if it goes next year, that's going to be the last year. I I, un, I unfortunately am very pessimistic about the the future of the pro series. All right, you know what I'm that's not the whole episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably post nationals uh, stuff after uh, recaps. I'm not 110 percent sure though. Are you 110 percent sure about anything? Not a sponsor yet of the show, Steve. So why don't you stop jumping the gun oh, on the sponsor? I thought that you told me they were. I this contract has not been signed. <laughs> you told me it was. No, Obsidian was. We gotta get the like they got we gotta get this contract okay. signed. Well, never I mean, mind. Fuck Cut it. that out. No, you, fuck it. Just use you, promo code Angelo10 and uh, is it Solana10. Solana. So, oh, just so, oh, that's actually a much better one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you guys all, I mean, I'm wearing a 110% shirt. I mean, might as well just give him a plug here. I was going to go, you, you felt the segue coming because I'm very optimistic about stoic. Ladies and gentlemen, go to lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is also affordable too. You're not just buying the logo, you're buying quality. Use promo code Angelo10. I think I'm the only one who has that uh, discount code here, right? I mean, we you have an athlete, Sean Noriega, that you he you can use his as well, but don't 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 give he has enough. Use promo code Angelo10 to save yourself some money on Stoic Gear. They are dropping more colorways. We got the navy blue now, along with the white and the green and the all black as well. And I know they're going to continuously come out with more. That's why you should be optimistic of the future of Stoic. But in the meantime, get your quality Stoic gear. And also, while you're on the Internet, get 110% stuff as well. Go to papasups.com, use promo code Angela10, and the better discount code as far as name goes, Solana. 
It's actually great that we do these episodes because we have people like sponsored by the same companies. So we're just double dipping. Yeah. We just missed it on Natalie Richards too. He just became a Leffler Bros affiliate. Yeah, she did. We could I, I, we could have done that ad read too. But um okay, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Um we are going to drop this on a Monday, so if you're listening to Monday on Wednesday we'll have the rest of our females. Just so you guys get a little bit of time to digest that. We'll see you guys on Wednesday.